Hello, listeners! Welcome back to the Afternoon Tea Detective Hour! I'm here with our host, Detective E.G. Lavender, who's been telling us a fascinating historical tale from his famous casebook. Can you give the listeners a recap of where we were last time, E.G.? Of course, I'd love to. I went out to Pat Potts' studio on the edge of town to pick up some custom cups she'd crafted for Pottsville's 100th anniversary celebration at Ted Velvet's Tea Emporium. When I got to her studio, though, the place was trashed, and Pat was nowhere to be seen. On her desk, I found a marked-up map and a manuscript about Pat's family, the founders of Pottsville. Twins, Persimmon and Peter Potts, were trying to decide what to do with their parents' isolated old mansion when they came across a mysterious hairy creature in the woods. Peter and Persimmon froze in terror. They lived in the mansion on Kittle Hill since they were children, and had never seen anything more than a squirrel or a deer come into the garden. Purse, what? What is that thing? I don't know, Pete. It looks like... It looks like some sort of Sasquatch? The Sasquatch let out a kind of irritated snort and stomped its feet. <laughs> I think it wants something. What could it want? Then the creature started to walk off into the forest. As it left the garden, it turned around and looked pointedly at Persimmon and Peter. Peter, is that Sasquatch trying to get us to follow it? Yes. Huh. <laughs> Purse, wait. Do you think we ought to? What if, what if it tends to lure us away and eat us? I don't think it does. From the shape of its jaw, it doesn't appear to be a meat eater. How do you know that? I had plenty of time for scientific study during my isolation here at the mansion. The Sasquatch stomped and huffed again, and Persimmon started to follow it. <laughs> I, I guess we're coming along, then. And so Peter and Persimmon Potts followed the Sasquatch into the forest. Anytime they stopped to catch their breath, the Sasquatch stopped too, though it gave more impatient grunts if they took too long getting started again. Eventually, it began getting dark, and the chill of evening settled into their very bones. I say, Percy, don't you think we ought to start heading home? It's getting dark, and I don't know if I can keep up with this creature's brisk pace much longer. I suppose. I don't think the Sasquatch really knows where she's going anyway. Peter, do you hear that? Hear what? Someone's in trouble. The Sasquatch began to take longer strides, and Peter and Persimmon had to start running to keep up with her. At last, they arrived at a clearing where a person in fancy clothes and adventuring gear was stuck, their clothes and hair caught fast in a bear trap. Oh, thank goodness you've come! I've been here so long, I thought I might die out here! (laughs) They said, before collapsing dramatically to unconsciousness. 
Do you think this is what the Sasquatch brought us here for? <laughs> no, Peter, dear. I think she wants to show us a nice rock. Good, Sasquatch. Thank you for bringing us here. You've saved this person's life. Huh, where does she go? That's amazing how quickly such a big creature can move. Between the two of them, Peter and Persimmon carried the mysterious adventurer back to the mansion. There, they placed them on the settee to sleep off their harrowing experience, and brewed a pot of tea to share with their guest as they began to come to. Huh? Where am I? You are in the Potts Mansion on Kettle Hill. You were caught in a bear trap, but a kindly Sasquatch led us to you. I'm Persimmon Potts. This is my brother, Peter. What's your name? Oh, um, pleased to meet you both. My name is Lauren Lavender Fogg. I'm an adventurer and herbalist. I must thank you both, and of course the Sasquatch, for saving my life. Of course, Lauren, of course. Don't mention it. Though I do have to ask, how on earth did you come to find yourself caught in a bear trap of all places? Well, actually, I was in pursuit of a Sasquatch. Likely the very one that led you to me. I happen to know that Sasquatches only feed on the ripe berries of the Cassapian tree, which, when dried, add a lovely red color and a sweet taste to a pot of tea. I had followed her in hopes that she would lead me to a tree so I could brew some of that tea for myself. I suppose I was not the only one in pursuit of her, though. It seems my fellow hunters had less noble intentions. Hence the bear trap. Indeed. Hence the bear trap I naively stumbled into. And to think it was set for such a noble and kind beast. She's really ashamed. Sasquatch watch. Tell me, Lauren, do you often search the woods around here to find herbs for your teas? I do. In fact, it's often been my dream to start a little tea house in this area where travelers can come and drink the bounties of the forest. Indeed. And would, do you think, a mansion with a garden in the back, say about the size of the one we're in, suit the purposes of your tea house? Mansion? <laughs> well, of course it would be more than perfect for a tea house. Hmm. You know, Lauren, Peter, I think the three of us might have met at a most fortuitous time. And so, the two Potts twins and Lauren Lavender Fogg started the Kettle Hill Tea Company. Peter funded the startup costs with the money from his shows in the big city. Lauren sourced and blended the teas, and Persimmon ran the business side of things. As the word spread amongst travelers about the flavorful and brilliant teas at Kettle Hill, more and more people came, and infrastructure began to spring up around it, eventually becoming a whole town, Pottsville of which my great-grandmother, Persimmon Potts, was the first mayor. On the day of her inauguration, she, Peter, and Lauren drank a pot of the Cassapian berry tea that had brought them all together. They took the leftover tea that Lauren had blended, sealed it in a tin, and buried it under the Cassapian tree so that on the 100th anniversary of Pottsville, the townsfolk could drink the same tea they did at its founding. So that's what the map was all about. Pat was looking for the Cassapian tree so that she could dig up her great-grandmother's tea for the town's anniversary. 
Speaking of finding tea! No, yeah, that's fair. I set you up for that one. Does finding the right tea ever feel like trying to track down Bigfoot? For science, obviously, we at Plum Deluxe do not condone using bear traps to find our Sasquatch friends. Perhaps in your search you've bought a tea that smelled and sounded great, only to have it sit around partially finished in your cabinet because the flavor ended up being not to your taste. Never fear, friends, that very conundrum is why our sponsor, Plum Deluxe Tea, offers sample-sized tea flights. Each tea flight comes with sample-sized packs of three teas, big enough for one to three cups each. You can try it hot, try it ice, try it with honey, and if you really don't like it, well... At least you don't have any tea lying around you feel obligated to finish. And if you love it, well, then it's time to go right back to PlumDeluxe.com and order a whole ounce of the stuff. Or two, or three, or, well, you get the point. All of Plum Deluxe teas are hand-blended in Portland, Oregon, the very heart of Sasquatch country. I thought Washington State was Sasquatch country. It's very close. Actually, aren't there frequent Bigfoot sightings in Colorado? And also, Ohio? They get around! Anyway, dear listeners, Plum Deluxe has a special offer just for our listeners. Go to plumdeluxe.com slash detective to get started. That's plumdeluxe.com slash detective. And now, back to the show. So, I thought I had a way of solving the mystery of the map. I grabbed the map and Ted's custom cups and headed to the library. After, of course, dropping the cups off at the Emporium. At the library, I checked the microfiche for Sasquatch sightings in Pottsville over the last century. I triangulated those with the marked areas on Pat's map and found an area along the Kettle Hill hiking trail that I thought was the most likely site of the Founder's Tree. At this point, Jasmine was back from picking up the fireworks for the Emporium Party, so I asked her to drive me to the head of the trail. I hiked for about 20 minutes before I came to a clearing, and in that clearing was a tree. The very tree the town of Pottsville was founded around. And beneath that tree was Pat Potts, holding a shovel and next to a hole that was already a few feet deep. Pat! You found it! Yeah, I found it. How did you find it, E.G.? Well, you know, I am a, I'm a master detective. Sure, sure. Well, since you're here, take a turn with the shovel, will you? My back is already going to be killing me in the morning. And so, Pat and I dug up the original treasure of Pottsville, the Cassapian Berry Tea, created by Lauren Lavender Fogg, Persimmon Potts, and Peter Potts. And a Sasquatch. We called in my old friend Bonnie Blender to try the tea and reverse engineer a recipe so that we would have enough to serve all the citizens of Pottsville. And that tea tasted great in those 100th anniversary mugs at Ted Velvet's Tea Emporium. Well, that's all we have for today, gang. But you've already picked out our next story, so you know there's more excitement to come next month on the Afternoon Tea Detective Hour. This dog is displeased.
Thank you for listening to Afternoon Tea Detective Hour. Garden Trove Part 2 was written by Alora Powell. It was directed by Shelby Walden and edited by Noah Powell. E.G. Lavender and the narrator were played by Cameron Widmark. Pat Potts was played by Alora Powell. Peter Potts was played by Kieran Keast. Persimmon Potts was played by Liz Preston. Lauren Lavender Fogg was played by Jenna Elion. Jasmine Pearl was played by the Mystical Moth. Thank you again for listening to our episodes this past year. We really appreciate it and hope you enjoyed. This is the Afternoon Tea Detective Hour, signing off.